This is Printed and Pressed. I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm Andrew. And today's book, it was a book chosen by myself, yours truly, the Chris of the Creel cast of the Printed and Pressed group. And, uh, In case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, it's a book by a very unknown author, Robert Galbraith. I don't know who that is, um, but yeah. that's a pseudonym for J.K. Rowling. So the picture on the thumbnail should have given that away right away. And I picked this book because we really haven't done a mystery novel yet. I don't think in our entire uh, series of stuff yet. And I thought we'll it'd be soon, fun to we do will one. soon do uh, Dune, which is basically just a big "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> oh no, it's forty-six seconds. I screwed up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I you know, said fluff. <laughs> there's no monetization on this channel, anyways. Will? Oh, we're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story short, I, I thought it'd be fun to do this, especially since there's a BBC or Showtime or somebody is producing a show based mm -hmm. on these books, but. Before we get any further, I just want to make sure we're streaming everywhere real quick. We are streaming on YouTube. Um, it does not look like we've started on Rumble yet. Oh, yep. We are streaming on Rumble. And hopefully hey, Rumble. we should have a stream on X, formerly known as Twitter. All right. Let's see. Thanks, Elon, for that ridiculous, that ridiculous change. Um, there, yep. We are streaming on all three. So follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Rumble. All right. Going forward, though, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull up the chat on my phone for Rumble. The other two, we'll get it if we get it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed this book, and we're going to give you a brief summary and try to limit the spoilers. But um, the book opens Brief summary. Up. Someone died. How did it happen? <laughs> That's true. It does start with the death. I forgot that it, it starts does, with the death. right off the bat. Um, and then it rolls into a scene where um, there's the proposal with Robin and her fiance. Um, and then she, Robin, the main female character of the book, shows up to her new temp job, which happens to be at Cormoran Strikes Detective Agency. And it's a very, very rushed and crazy, aggressive I'm encounter. Cormoran, right? I Cormoran. thought it was Cormoran, too. Cormoran, Cormoran. It's, it's kind of a weird name, but yeah, I think it's Cormoran. <laughs> he just goes to strike, really. Yeah, it usually goes by strike. But long story short on that one is that uh, as the brief encounter of an introduction, it goes, a woman runs out of the detective agency and on her way in, the door smacks her in the body, the whole body, I guess. And he grabs her by the chest to hold her up without knocking her over. And so <laughs> if that was my fiance and she came home with a bruised chest area, I'd be a little confused what's going on with this new job. But hey, you yeah. know, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, and why yeah. she keeps going back for more. Right? <laughs> she keeps getting beat up and she keeps going back. I don't understand. needed her life, a little bit of rough love. She didn't, she didn't come back with more bruises ever. So. No, she didn't. That was the only time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but She was more careful after that. I was very concerned that after that brief encounter, this book was going to turn into like a romance mystery. And I was like, oh, great. This is not going to be my flavor of tea. But shortly after that, it's it, not it, that. It, the tension, the sexual tension drops down significantly after that scene. Is and that even sexual tension, Chris? He I don't literally know. saves her freaking life and he grabbed the only place he could reach. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they, they did that um, pretty well. And that was one of the first things like, oh, great. The show's going to be good because they actually followed that exact storyline to open up the show. And then it mm -hmm. sank from there and it wasn't very good after that. <laughs> but uh, anyways... So after that brief encounter, 
um, find out he's pretty much destitute, can't really pay for a temp agency, yeah. but he does anyways because she showed up and he can't just like not do mm-hmm. the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work shows up at his door pretty much shortly after that. And uh, it's the brother of uh, one of his best friends growing up, Char- Charlie, right? Um, John, John Robin the is the murderer, and that's how his work now. She's solving the murder she committed. Yes. Actually, that's pretty much the plot twist of the book. Thanks, Will. Um, yeah. It's not the plot twist of the book. I said it's, it's, Ro- it it's not Robin. It's, it's, it's close. close. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the brother of the deceased, um, who's an adopted child. There's three adopted children. They're brothers and sisters. One of them died young. The sister and the other brother are adults. The sister is a model, and she's African-American or African-European, I guess. <laughs> what would you call that? They yes. just call her black in the book. Black. black. Okay. She's yeah. <laughs> so she's the model and she dies. And the brother John, the young, the older brother John, um, ends up going to Cormor and Strike to get it investigated. And throughout the course of the book, you find all kinds of details about thinks it's a suicide, Chris. Let's not jump. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Because it opens up with them telling you it's a suicide. That's yes. true. Yeah. And the only person who doesn't believe them, which makes sense when you read the book, is the brother John. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole lot of details that go through it. Um, you kind of get a taste of the high life throughout the book, if you want to call it that. And the fashion industry, which was terrible. Fashion industry, yeah, the terrible fashion industry. A <laughs> um, little bit of the ghetto too, with some of her friends. Um, but it's the British Rochelle. ghetto. <laughs> yeah, the British ghetto, not the American ghetto. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the like. If there's a they major still have pians and strumpets. But long story short, he's interviewing all these people, and throughout the story, I honestly like. Did you feel at any point you could guess who the the true killer was? Because there was a couple points no. where I thought maybe it would be that guy, and then I was completely led astray. Yeah. Other than like the feeling of, uh, so it's like what Dwight says. It's like it's not who you most suspect or least suspect. It's who you most medium suspect, and that was who I most medium suspected. So there wasn't any direct clue leading up to that person. Yeah. But right. It, it because there was such a lack of clues, it made it almost kind of more obvious in a way. But I don't know. I didn't. I, there wasn't I, a single moment where I was like, "That oh, this is definitely the guy." Yeah, I would agree with that. There was not much of a build up to him being the yeah the guilty party. I would say. The, I did really like though how the mystery unraveled. Like as far as the mystery goes, like once the pieces started to fall into place, it all made sense. It wasn't like. You had this major wrap up, and you're like, "What?" That was like way out of left field. It wasn't like that. You know what I yeah. mean? The, the I would say the only clue that I really picked up on for who the final killer was was his controlling nature of being involved. Yeah, that's true, and the, like that's, not wanting him to go see the mom by himself, and you know. yeah. And then there was a whole bunch of money, and then the only time I really was like. Because they said all the money was being left to him, and I was like, "Hmm, that's a little, that's a little sus." Did you actually say who it is yet? No, I did not. Okay. Do we want to go there? Yeah, I mean, no. you're, you're well, let's just let's just say spoilers. It. Spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. If you don't want to know the end of the book, this is only the first book. It's not like seven book spoilers. It's just a one book spoiler. Mm-hmm. But the person who hires the detective, hires Cormor and Strike, winds up being the killer, and he thought that he could get away with it if he helped control the investigation and point to someone else even though it's a closed case as a suicide he's well it just shows how how oddball nature well, this yeah but at the same time i think it was uh maybe he wanted very, to be not, caught well, no it's not very well um 
communicated, but I think he's trying to frame the the other brother, the half brother of yes. of uh, his deceased adopted sister because that's the, that's the only person who can challenge the um, the narrative. Well, the narrative, not just the narrative, but the inheritance. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Because she did write that will that's out there at some point. That's mm. part of the whole uh, story plot is discovering that she wrote a will to give her money to a different half sibling. Mm. So that that right there, I think, is when you connect those dots. He's trying to frame that uh, half brother so that he's blamed for the murder. And there's really like two or three investigations going on throughout this book. One was trying to find her family because she was trying to find her family. Another investigation was into where they, like he knew, it was very clear that he knew the story of what happened that day. There was so many things that were off. Like the fact that she says she could hear somebody through the closed window of the soundproof building. There was the whole mystery of how, John and John Bristow and Tony Landry were somehow in the same building at the same time and didn't see each other at all or talk to each other at all. Mm -hmm. And then like the mystery of her family. And then obviously the second murder, the murder of Rochelle. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally really enjoyed the mystery around trying to determine what actually happened at the apartment. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the, that had the best um, ring around the rosy of trying to figure out the facts type of thing. Because uh, for a little while you you were considering that the Bastigi or Bastigui, how you pronounce that name, Italian. there was a chance he might have been the killer for a little while, and yeah. then slowly it kind of unravels that like no, no, it wasn't him. He's just kind of a raging psycho. Well, because because <laughs> of the wife hearing the argument and everything, it makes you really wonder where that all was, right? Right, right, right. So it's like at one point I was wondering, were they in the did everything actually happen in the uh, middle apartment or something? But oh, the one where DB Mac was supposed to be. Yeah, because it's like okay, you can't hear them. Um, they did everything assuming it was higher up, you know, from the third yeah. all the way down. So one sec. I was gonna say, is that your dog or Will's dog? Because I don't right. have one. <laughs> <laughs> or do you, Chris? <laughs> Spirit dog, where are you? Um, I do think there's a ghost that works in my lab. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He moves things. Wait, he, he works in your lab? Yeah, I'm pretty certain he works there. <laughs> the ghost of Isaac Newton. I wonder yeah. if this will fall. His name is Joffrey. Thank you very much. Baratheon? Like what? I don't think it's Joffrey Baratheon. I've never asked. He's, he's, not a he's not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> he did experiment with poison, though, and died. Yeah, it's true. So it's Cautionary tale. All right. Have Anyways, um... So yeah, the, the unraveling of the mystery was really well. like I thought overall, although the story points felt like it was dragging, eventually led to something that was very exciting and interesting. And I'm yeah. glad she didn't write in a love story in this one because that would yeah, have kind of ruined that. it. I mean, that would have been forced. It, it would have really had to. Have been, uh, I mean, the book is we didn't say how many pages it is yet, but it's well, my copy was like 400 some on pages, like 450 or 449, somewhere in there. How many? Wow, was it didn't feel like that long. No, it didn't. It was kind of like the Michael Crichton book where it was long, but it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I honestly like Rowling's writing, and I think she does a really good job with dialogue. Her dialogue mm -hmm. flows so well. And 
I don't know. I think that's that is definitely her strong suit in writing books. So if you're looking for a book that has good character, like interaction, um, I don't think you can miss with her books. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's true. Especially when she finally develops the characters. Yeah. I would say that was the only slow part with this story was her developing the main character. Because I, I personal opinion, I know you kind of mentioned it too, Chris, that um, when she's, I think it's because she's writing the woman, Robin, and Strike at the same time that the style of thought process is very blended between the two. Yes, it Strike is. comes yeah. off a little bit more woman-y then. Well, according to her interview, she said that she channeled her inner bloke. And Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying early on when she's exploring both characters and the dialogue switches like paragraph to paragraph of yeah. like who's narrating. I totally agree with you. It, it felt it, obvious. Very, very much. You know, there, there's like, there's like, and this wasn't like her writing's good, but yeah. there's obvious cues when a woman writes a man or a man writes a woman that it's clearly the opposite writing the opposite. Is that what he focuses saying? on is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, what well, they when you on. have uh, like POV and you actually have like a first person POV and you see hearing the thoughts. Yeah. It yeah. can sometimes be hard to translate that, but I don't think there's always a telltale sign. I think some people can do it. I'm saying yeah. that there, yeah. I'm saying that there are cues when mm -hmm. you're writing that it's a man writing a woman or a woman writing a man. Well, it's, and, and sometimes you find them and sometimes you don't. It's not all the time. See, overall, it does not matter usually. No, it doesn't. Well, no, what I'm saying is it's not noticeable in a meaningful way. Yeah. Except in this case, it is noticeable <laughs> just because you have literally paragraph for Robin's POV followed immediately by like the exchange POV of Strike. I did and, have a hard time with that where she would switch from one to the other mid chapter yeah mid chapter that so that that's the when on. she's developing the characters and you're you're noticing that she's kind of writing them a little bit too similar <laughs> at times i think that that was the only uh i don't want to say complaint but that was an initial I, I felt like strike's thought process was believable though like was. i never i never felt like it was hey this is a woman in he, was, he was a little overly in tune with robin's he emotions was. Supposedly not giving a shit that he has a ten. <laughs> I'm just yeah for not knowing who she is and for then, not knowing who she is and not caring yeah, that she works yes, for him, not even totally wanting agree. her to work for him. He was oddly he was acting like an empath, and that's a little, yeah. a little exactly. strange. Yeah, yes, and that that's the part where I it was would like, make okay. sense if they are married and like have been yeah. together for a while because he would he would just know of her well, like a long term her. secretary. Yes. Yeah, but the given the story narrative that she chose. That's the only part where it's like, okay, feels like he's kind of, you can tell it's written by a woman in that. Regard. I did like though that she was more realistic with Cormoran not asking Robin to go to the scene of the crimes, investigate with him. She was more, she was to do the temp job that she was hired to do, which was be in the office, answer the phones, dig into things. And then towards the end, once he felt he could trust her, then he allowed her to kind of go out and do some investigation on her own. I thought that was more, more of a, natural progression into her actually helping as opposed to hey i just showed up today let's go on an investigation together Woo! <laughs> you know I mean, frankly him even bringing her at all in the first story seems a little odd well i mean by the time that she's once she saw him you know 
slobber drunk at the bar. I think that, okay, that yes, after that was gone. Point, after that point, but prior to, he still took her places. I guess some, one of them was to, he was using her as a cover, but. Which, you know, <laughs> he's kind of a desperate private detective. He needs the help and he needs it. I don't know. Yeah. There's a couple times where, um, like, I never felt like the story was so unrealistic that I was like, okay, this is outside of reality. This isn't going to happen. I mean, it was, there were points where it was unrealistic, but like for a book, I was like, this is, this is believable. I, I can, I can say I believe and keep going. I never felt like there was any point where I, I was like, uncanny valley. This is, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. No, it was very based in real world. So who is your favorite of the two characters, Robin or Cormoran? Uh, strike. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Strike. Okay. Oh, I, I like them both really because cool. they're like the same character, you know. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning they are the same character. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I liked, I like the dynamic between the two. I, I don't think either one would have worked super well by themselves. I thought um, Cormoran was really cool because, or, or the, the writing of Cormoran was cool because for once we don't have the two people in the office falling for each other in an intro yes. story and breaking up a long-standing relationship. <laughs> I can see that eventually like the fiance thing folding at some point. Cause she's just too interested in the detective agency. And that her false and all leg. That. Yeah. <laughs> the false leg. Hey, that gets massaged. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I liked, it was nice and refreshing to not have a love story. It really was. Now you say that yeah. it is like, it's so rare nowadays to find a book <clears> that <throat> they're not like head over heels, friends, to lovers or enemies, to lovers. It's, it's annoying. So it, I, I did appreciate it. there though, you guys, it's still put in there tension wise. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been no, if they would have had them. Yeah. Well, it's like attention of like, he's essentially single and, I, yeah. I really feel like it's more from his perspective where he's like, that dress looked awfully nice on her. <laughs> yeah, and he's also trying not to... He's trying that. not to do that. That's yes. True. That's true. So, the, the like, have you ever seen the show Bones? No. Yes. I felt like that, like, it'd be like that. Like, a very long, drawn-out, eventual relationship possible. Mm. Yeah, because they have a good dynamic. Right, like the, the head detect, uh, whatever his name is. I can't think of his name off the top of my head and Bones. Like, it took, like, like what, seven seasons for them to get together finally? Mm -hmm. That was fine. I was fine with that. It wasn't like it was in your face the whole time in the show. And that's how kind of how the book. Like, I didn't feel like the book was like, they're going to get together. It's going to happen. <laughs> Romance time. Yeah. Like, okay, nope. None of that. I, I have to say, though, that once you finally developed Strike as a character, like, fu fully developed him, mm -hmm. That's when the story started to really get kicking. And was that at the bar scene you felt like? I'm like, where was that for you? Where was that for me? That's a great question. Um, I would say it was probably probably when they actually went to the apartments was okay. when he was fully when he was fully okay. or actually no the shopping scene. The shopping scene where okay. she was trying oh, to yeah. pose. So Robin was fully developed at that point too. Yeah, that's I would the agree first with that. time that I think that that was a diverging character thing because you actually had both of them with a more their thought processes were going in opposite mm -hmm. directions. Clearly, at that point, Cormoran had taken on more of a male persona by that by by that yeah. point, and Robin 
definitely diverged more into a, a, a female perspective yeah. at that point. Whereas before that, it was harder to distinguish. I would agree with that. Now, who out of yeah, the side characters? The book that is, I, I really can't. But it's at least halfway, I think. But was that out of the, somewhere in there? Third in, it's at least a third. Who was your favorite side character? Most interesting out of the bunch. Ooh. You you go first. Well, I'm. I'm oh jeez, yeah. I, I know I was crapping on the fashion stuff, but I think maybe that dude was. He was interesting. Yeah, so I like, I like how she wrote his mannerisms the most. The French. I don't, yeah. The French, yeah, the French. Uh, pretty good. I liked Tony Landry actually. Like once you find out the secret he was kind of holding on to and holding over John Bristow, oh. like he's kind of an interesting character. So at first, I thought he was the murderer, mm-hmm. and for a long time, I thought he was, uh, but he just knew more than he was letting on, mm-hmm. and was trying to shut down the investigation to get you know because he knew that if John went down, he was going down with him. And there was that whole like he was sleeping with the boss's wife thing going on too, oh, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> and that was the only reason he was covering for John in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> he was just all kinds of screwed up. But he was like, once you look at the whole picture of what was going on, with Tony Landry, that mm-hmm. murder was the least of his concern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's like I feel like Guy is the only one that actually has a bigger role outside of a lot of them though that you get to see more of his personality i mean there was the down and out mom you got to you you, you kind of yeah she kind of sucked yeah she's like i can't believe she didn't leave me any money yeah to take Um, care of these kids like he's like what kids woman where are they there's none here well, it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was gonna. She's gonna take it to the court. That's right. She wanted money to go to court to get her kids back. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, and who knows? And maybe if J.K. Rowling had more time to write that out, maybe it would have been a legit storyline. But that would have been a totally yeah. different theme to the First book. book. And it's the one with the least amount of pages. So yeah, just wait until. <laughs> well, all of her books post this one are like five hundred. They to start ramping just like the Harry Potter book. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the more developed her world gets, the more pages she needs to write it. She just started with book four this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The model was pretty interesting too, though. Mm -hmm. You kind of learn the which model, the one that he slept with or the other one? Yes. yes. I was not going to spoil the... (laughs) (laughs) The one that pretty much solidified him and Robin not getting together in this book probably yeah and there was the the brioni who uh, massaged his legs let's yeah, the, the one that was so pretty it made it hard to listen to that <laughs> i don't remember well she she is. was like i felt like she was on something the whole time he was talking to her the way she talked but it's probably just a gen oh. z speak kind of a thing she wasn't on shit bro <laughs> well she was yeah. drunk at some point um his mind was just reeling from the beauty so he couldn't actually like his did internal, you did you feel up. like the gloves winding up at the ex-boy well the ex-boyfriend the the not widow but the the boyfriend of the dead models apartment had anything to do with john dropping the gloves off because he oh, wore them probably i was just i that was never that was the one thing i felt it was never resolved how did the gloves no, get to his apartment owl no <laughs> hi wig yeah I mean, the guy was gone often, though. 
Chris. You got to realize I, that. I understand um, that, but how did the gloves get to his apartment? Oh, That's that cop order. was an interesting character, too. Wardle. Wardle, yeah. yeah. And the other cop that literally just wanted to shut down Everything. the Hulk because he didn't want to deal with the backlash from finding yeah. out it wasn't a suicide. Oh, man. But, I mean, I feel like Wardle is actually going to be a recurring character again. So he might be. I would have to rate him as probably the next most interesting character. The doorman. He was cool. I liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brief, though. He was a bit He cool. was brief. But I liked like the, the, the little bit of development with him was cool. I mean, he won't be in any other books, most likely, unless he's a murder victim, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or I guess a murderer, but I I can't imagine that J.K. Rowling would write him as a murderer in a future book. She might. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe he would be framed for one. Everyone is a suspect. And Cormoran would have to prove his innocence. Anyways, um, I guess we can move on to like, what are your takeaways from the book? Uh, I mean, I don't really have any grand takeaways from this. It's uh, more so just a viewpoint that I thought that it was a nice change of pace for what we read. Um, it's, I appreciate that J.K. Rowling actually decided to go this route with what her next series was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to the point that I'm willing to read the other books. I, I think that it's a well-written, nicely paced, especially once she developed the main characters. So I feel like book two would be a fairly easy read to get into again. So I'm, I'm open to the idea too. Maybe we'll add them in. Um, but I, I, I thought <laughs> I thought a really interesting theme though, was uh, the theme of the mother who didn't love her son. You know, John was the unloved. There was pictures of his two siblings. They're all adopted. And the mother had no picture of him on her bedside when she's dying. Like, did you imagine that? It's a Cain and Abel story. It is. Chris, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting when you you realize, like, Cormoran put it together. His brother, acted, like, intentionally or unintentionally, I couldn't really tell which way it went, killed his brother by daring him to jump into the quarry, essentially, with his bike or whatever. Well, however that went, yeah. Might have just pushed him. <laughs> and, Tony, and Tony knew about it. So Tony knew about that. And then he knew something was up with him when they both claimed to be at the same house at the same time. We forgot that he was embezzling the entire time. Oh, yeah. That's why he wanted the money. Which is why he needed the money. And that's that's one of the other clues, I guess. So. But we didn't know that until towards the end. It was a lot less obvious. Yeah, it wasn't as obvious. Yeah. As far as, like, detective stories... Um, I like ones more like this. It's got like a nice pacing to it. It's not super long. At least it didn't feel super long. Yeah. And uh, I, I never felt like I knew all of the details until it finally unfolded at the end. Well, um, I, a part of me feels like it was a little out of left field slightly the way it all came together at the end but that, but it made sense once you it makes sense the way she yeah, laid she, it she out. definitely didn't lay it like laid out for you though but the hints were definitely kept secret is what i'm trying to say oh yeah like if you look back these were not communicated as clues fair yeah yeah like the details were there but they weren't presented as clues the details were kept very vague Mm -hmm. like if you if you sent sat there and analyzed all all of what you were reading 
you could probably figure it out. But if you're just reading it, leisurely, I feel like the editor, like the first notes were, this is way too obvious. So Rowling's solution to that was, okay, I'll just delete everything that makes you, that allows you to know who it is. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the way I kind of felt with it. So I'm curious actually to potentially read the second book to see how she lays out the clues in that one. Mm -hmm. yeah, was... I haven't read many mystery books, but as far as like where I would rank this, have you ever read the Lincoln Lawyer? I have not. I don't know if that even is. Okay, so I forget who wrote the book, but um, it's like a contemporary mystery story it's about a lawyer who's actually unraveling the this crime that he got his he put his own client away to begin with and now he's trying oh, really? to like backtrack to figure out who actually did this crime uh and it's i like that one better because it does set up who it is throughout and mm -hmm. it's like it's like a breadcrumb trail so at the very end the reveal is like oh my gosh that's who it is not like oh okay <laughs> which is kind of how i feel yeah. this time I, I felt like there wasn't a good breadcrumb trail to, yeah. if you're picking up on those hints. Yeah. I would tend to agree that the clues, albeit they were there, they were not obvious at all. <laughs> what was that, Will? That's my dog. He it sounded like something and, broke. Yeah, he keeps going in and out, and then he just dropped his bone on the wood, wood floor. <laughs> so. No worries. Um, I guess... How would you? Okay, so I, this is an obvious thing we can talk about right here. If you were to have a choice to pick up Harry Potter or this book series today, which one would you say? Hey, do this one before that one. I mean, for me, I would say Harry Potter all day long, but I like yeah, that's a bit that's a bit. fantasy. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit you know difficult, man. Um, I've read the Harry Potter books too many freaking times. So okay, okay let me let me put it this way. Um, somebody between the ages of, I don't know, 10 and 15, who, which one are you giving them? Oh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'd give them this one. Um, but how about 15 and up? They should have already read Harry Potter. <laughs> so this one, yeah. <laughs> I don't okay. know what you're looking for here. Chris. All right. I, I, I'm picking the detective series over Harry Potter. Yeah, I was day. in these kind of books when I was 15. So that would, I would recommend this one. For yeah. I think, do you, you um, think there's? Do you think there's an age cutoff where you'd recommend this series? Like, what age would you say you would recommend this at? I think this is young adult to adult. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. It's pretty tame so far. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, there's nothing really. Exp I mean, other than the fact that there's a murder in the book, which obviously well, detective mystery, and the characters are adults. Yeah. Have you read so. The Outsider by Stephen King yet? I have not. No. Okay, so I don't think another... I've read any Stephen King yet. Uh, I recommend The Outsider then because it's not it's not as Stephen Kingy as the rest of them. <laughs> it's written more like a um, uh, oh, what is, what's like the Crown Junkie? Did he write is... Super Eight? Is that his? I don't think so. Okay, never mind. Anyway, the the you see the murder in the beginning and it's awful. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's super graphic. <laughs> I think this book though what J.K. Rowling is trying to do with the series is a nice, modern Sherlock Holmes type of thing. Um, Minus all the drugs. Yeah. And I mean, super intelligence. Yeah. yeah. A more realistic Sherlock Holmes that people can relate to. Um, but it's... Well, in that case, it's more like a, trying to do the Agatha Christie thing. I can't, I can't really... Um, He's pretty smart, though. He can figure that out. What's, what's another detective 
story series. Nancy right Drew. No, Besides CSI. Nancy Drew, that's literally um, the only other one. Sort of like CSI of. or something where that's how I felt like as far as the depth of the problem and yeah. the story, the overall story. It felt like kind of like a CSI episode. Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of taking that whole murder mystery thing to teenagers. But which author wrote Shetland, the, the series that Shetland's based on? No, I, I really like Shetland a lot. It's a good, it's a, you mm. should watch. If you like detective mystery shows, that's a great one. Oh, here, Chris, my notes on Father Brown. That's what this is like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Father Brown's great. Though. Father Brown's G.K. Chesterton. That's old. Yeah. That's like 100 years ago. Um, but I am willing to read some G.K. Chesterton here soon. So uh, here, here's a question, though. Do you think that this book series is probably more favored by boys or girls? Or do you think it's even? I think this I one think, probably hits a sweet spot. I think it hits a sweet spot because of the way she writes Cormoran that's relatable. But I think that just the murder mystery genre is a little bit more girl heavy. Yeah, I mean, but you're gonna drop out a lot because there's no love interest. So, well, Mm, there's there's the hint of one. Yeah, but they're really heavy-handed nowadays. I think if you're if if somebody's looking, which is the only reason why somebody's looking for a good balance of a female male detective pair, that's not the tension of the romance, and at least not in the beginning. I think this would be a good series for yeah. anybody. Also, let's be fair. People are reading this because it's J.K. Rowling. That's the only reason. There's nothing unique about this book that you couldn't find. A, someone else, some other author does a better job of writing mystery. You're reading this because it's J.K. Rowling. Maybe. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's a valid that's a valid statement. I think though that her writing style is a sweet spot for a certain age bracket. I think. I think it's you're very, correct. It's very and like I said before, she does a very good job with dialogue. So. Yes, she does. It's very approachable, and I'm curious. I am curious how the rest of her series goes because it's on what book seven now, mm-hmm. which means it's clearly doing well. And well, if you look at her stuff, it all they all say like number one mystery thriller seller for blah blah blah. Yeah, but year. it's still J.K. Rowling. I know she put it <laughs> under another name. Well, she did that on the, purpose. The inside it. cover says it's J.K. Rowling. Exactly. The the new like the newer releases say that the not second the edition, Chris. So oh, well. it, they, they immediately told did it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Then? Whatever. I looked it up because I was like I was shocked to find that one it was as old as it was. I had no idea what it was, mm-hmm. and then okay. In fairness, though, we haven't heard about this worth crap, mm-hmm. and sure. we were Harry Potter fans in some capacity, so. My comment is that it clearly has not been as impactful. Well, it, got, it, did, it did get a full-blown TV show, so it's doing. Yeah, but, but what well. I'm saying is, I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say is, okay, the TV show is probably assisted by her being J.K. Rowling. Let's probably be the the popularity of Sid Book, though, the fact that I never heard about it until you tr- picked it for this podcast, <laughs> is evidence enough that her name brand recognition wasn't really carrying this as much as it's helped clearly with like probably marketing it like mm-hmm. getting a push behind it from legit marketers but mm-hmm. i didn't realize she wrote other books besides harry potter at this point in time. okay <laughs> to be fair did she need to no she didn't that's why no. i was like i would have retired and gone on into the yeah, sunset i believe she's oh. the first billionaire author is that is that true yeah, I believe so. Wait, Hello? no, because Warren Buffett has had books. 
Okay. <laughs> but, 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 but author a billionaire only. because of her authorship. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Warren Buffett was a billionaire and then wrote books. You're saying she earned her money. Well, yeah. I'm sure Elon Musk has written books too. You don't hear anybody bragging about him I being mean, a billionaire I'm, author. I was just jokingly saying yes. that he's not the first billionaire who's an author. And besides that, Buffett's dead now, so he doesn't count. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not dead. He's alive. Isn't he? I thought he no, was he's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the he's dude's drinking so much Coca-Cola products. He's a All right, hold on. Dead. We're looking this up because I'm pretty sure he just died. No, he's alive. He's still playing uh, I thought his train died. set called the U.S. Trains. All right, so. I'm looking it up. We'll find out. No, he, thought, he just, no he he's just out there buying train stocks. Okay, that's all he does. <laughs> Then he goes and gets pipelines. Canceled. Isn't he the so one that did Margaritaville, or am I thinking of somebody else? What? <laughs> what? Wow. Well, I'm thinking of somebody. Warren else. Buffett's in a big time investment. Who did Margaritaville? Oh, oh, Warren Buffett. <laughs> it was uh. Oh geez. Um, Just you guys got Google. What? Why are we what? doing it? It's in my head. I don't want you to say it out loud. Go continue on. <laughs> was Jimmy something, isn't it? Jimmy Buffett. That's what it is. That's why I'm confused. Okay, never mind. All right. Um, yeah. Very. On different. that note. Very different. Chris. How do you guys want to rank? Like, okay, let's put it this way. Uh, where do you rank this book out of five, and then why? I can go first. So I think approachability is a five. It's really easy to, to, to read this book, get into this book. You don't have to have a high level of reading competency. And also it's not boring if you do read a lot of high fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the dialogue, like I said. I think she does. She has a great ear for hearing conversations in pubs and stuff and actually being able to translate to the written word. It's very hard to do that. She does a great job. So I would say a five for that. Um, as far as the mystery aspect, it's, you know, has there been a unique mystery in the last hundred years, really? So yeah. it's that's like a three, I guess. Um, and then as far as the breadcrumb, that really frustrated me. So uh, as far as like, I like being kind of led by the nose through a mystery. So like something like I can actually perceivably or conceivably figure out. Um, so like reading Sherlock Holmes, like I love the fact of being able to figure it out by the end. You feel really good. Or the same thing with Agatha Christie novels. You want to be able to figure it out. This one really, I don't know if you really could or at least confidently figure it out. Like you might just guess it, but I don't know if you could confidently figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. So overall, I don't know. I'd give it a 3.5. I still enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to reading the other ones. It just wasn't my favorite, but also I'm not a huge mystery fan um, in general. So that might be coloring my perspective. Um, I guess I'll go next. I oh, I basically agree with everything Will said. Uh, I'm not a go-to mystery person, really, myself, either. Um, but I can forgive the fact that it's a generic mystery novel where the killer was the guy who hired the investigator thinking he was too smart for his own good type of deal. Um, it's very basic comfort food mystery novel, I guess, which is what a lot of people were probably looking for as the intro to a new mystery novel series, uh, which may, it goes back to, she writes very approachably, right? Um, I definitely am bothered a little bit though by the lack of the breadcrumbs to solve it yourself as you're going through it. Cause 
the the three hints, and I'm being very generous when I say that there's three hints that it was the brother who did the murder, is a they're very difficult to actually pick out of that crowd of clues. Uh, but also the fact that I don't get the impression that even uh, Strike is treating him like a suspect until very late in the game. And that's that might be the weird thing. Um, I would give it a four, though. What did you give it, Will? A five? 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. 3.5. Okay. I'm sorry. I, 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 I would give it a four. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a four just because of the breadcrumb thing. But I'm and I'm not going to dock any points for it being just a simple comfort food uh, version of mystery novel. I will say I felt like it was less of a generic detective story. Once you realize how generically it is translated to TV. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the good aspects in the book when they were translated to a TV script were removed. Like when, mm-hmm. when Bristow shows up in the TV show, he shows up without the girlfriend. So right there, you're missing like a whole bunch of backstory to John and the girlfriend who's been spying on him for Tony Landry. And then midway through it, well, not to mention, I didn't need the mental image of Cormoran pissing in a in a... <laughs> in a cup putting on his windowsill and her the next day robin walking in and saying you want me to take care of that and he goes no don't touch that <laughs> and then he dumps it outside and hits some <laughs> random walker by. oh my god i did not need that in the story it added nothing so let me put it this way i think the writing is is better than generic detective story only because when you see it translated to, to tv it gets extremely generic I'll, I'll say this, in fairness, she has created a very, fairly different character with Strike. Him being a veteran who's been injured and... And doesn't actually his military service. That, but also is literally missing. He's actually like, a cripple. Yeah. So, um... And he talks about unique. the challenges of that, because he's got, like, the... Like, if he forgets to take it off that one night... Yeah has like the crippling rash on his leg and but also his family backstory is interesting too it is so, very yeah. Interesting, yeah yeah because he the has son a, of a groupie he's the son of a groupie with a very famous musician so who has left him no money yeah Except which is that surprising because he's alone that he oh well, yeah the loan mm-hmm. i like the initial conversation where he's like basically f off yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So oh man. It is it is slightly better than uh generic, but the yeah. overall story of who the murderer is though is typical. You're, you're saying that the, the side details make it more charming than say a generic detective story, but that the actual detective story going on in yeah. the book is the mystery generic. itself is fairly generic, yes. Yeah, you don't have the um the it's a uh, classic it's a the Scranton, we don't have the Scranton Strangler that you never find out who it is <laughs> yeah. in the office. It's clearly Toby. Have you seen the uh, the Office YouTube channel? They frame Toby for this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that. It's like the official stance of wasn't it? Wasn't it actually you Creed? See. No, that no, it's no one in the show, but it's oh, okay. they do definitely now piece it together that it's Toby, and it's pretty convincing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that was probably the most interesting detective story on TV, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So 
let's just put it this way. If she wrote seven novels in this series. You haven't rated it yet, Chris. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I'd probably – I think I'd go four and a half because the TV show really made me open my eyes to how good this is compared to the bad TV scripting they came up with. So, like – I'll give it a four and a half, and then we'll average out to a four. You know, that's what that's what Aragon did. The movie Aragon. That was it. terrible. It was so bad. Was so it made bad. me appreciate the book. Okay, so what, 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 is, what is the worst adaptation of a book you've ever seen? It's literally that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, or Prince Caspian. I'm still... Rings of Power. Yeah, well, is that even a book? Did, no, even, did they even use the source material? They they had it. They had the characters, man. I'm I'm counting it. <laughs> he did release a new book, though. So there's. The oh book. yeah, I bought it. I bought it too. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, did Inkar was... ever make it to the to the screen? Yes. Yeah. But that was wasn't the worst. That wasn't the worst. Yeah, it was only okay. It, it has Brendan Fraser. It's okay because it's you know. Honestly, if you reread Inkar as an adult, it is very slow. I'm actually kind of surprised. Still a very good book, though. Yeah. The first one's slow. The later ones are really good, though. Okay, that's good to know. I'll, I'll keep reading the series, then. Oh, I have. Oh, did I, you not read the other books? Oh, no, wait. it came like I don't know what other books were competing with at the time, but like I just missed that window. So, well, I have to say that the story is far. The later books are just well, the sequels are far better in general. Okay, because you're already it's already established everything. So yeah, there's a new one coming out. I told you that, right? Yes. Yeah. Is I, it out I, already? I, don't think I, so. I think it might be out in Europe, but for whatever reason, it was staggered. If I remember reading the blog post correctly, huh? Interesting. Because she's okay. German, I think the author. Oh, so it had to be translated. Yeah. I, I think the worst adaptation for me was probably one of the Narnia books because it was Prince Caspian. No, it's Voyage of the Dawn Treader. No, Prince Caspian's worst. Prince Caspian had one scene that was slightly I, redeeming. I will say I finished Prince Caspian. I did not finish Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Voyage of the Dawn Treader <laughs> isn't even following the book. I basically got all. to where I saw the mouse now that that's as far as I got. With, with the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, like that weird mist thing that follows them throughout the whole movie is not even in the book. Oh yeah, I haven't even watched that movie, so I can't I can't Voyage say that is the so at least in at least in Narnia, that is the worst. Well, I have to say that Prince Caspian was enough to make me hate <laughs> The movies going forward so all right like i, um, like I see what they're trying to do that's not terrible. what this this episode's but, about though chris but, but so you take this relatively good detective story and you translate yeah. it to the big screen and they got generic and kind of um what's the right word um gross <laughs> like they made cormoran gross and kind of he goofy. is gross though yeah, but not not in the way he's that very they furry. Made him. He's, he's a not... gross guy. He's a gross guy. They he's made a him rough, gross guy in the book, even. Okay, let me put it this way: If a woman was reading this book and she was romanticizing about this dude, they she would not though. find him attractive at all on the show. No, but they wouldn't find him attractive in the book either if you read it. Plus, they don't actually him. make the nice peg leg noises of him walking like they do in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm just like... saying that he's he's a gross guy. He's yeah, I uh, fair. He's a gross enough. guy, even in the. I'm just saying. Chris wanted to be infatuated, and he wasn't. He's yeah. No, I think the actor they picked was fine. I just think that they made him even grosser than in the books. I don't know how that's possible. Well, He's you don't see him pissing in a random cup in his office and then putting it on the windowsill in the book. Yeah, he does. Does he? I don't remember yes, that. He totally pees into a cup. 
or bottle or whatever. And okay, puts well, I didn't up. need to see that on TV. That's I, for sure. See, Chris doesn't read people. He's he's just <laughs> over there with the audio book, letting it go at like. No, I read this one. I read this one. You know what? I, so I think I, I think you're right now. now that gosh darn it, but it doesn't happen at the very beginning of the. <laughs> yes, it does. It's in the very freaking beginning. He, it's when he doesn't feel like going to the bathroom and just. It's like the first time he he sleeps in the office. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I don't remember <laughs> that part. <laughs> I certainly didn't need to see it on TV. Yeah, Chris read the abridged version. Yeah. No, I didn't do that, but I probably should have. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, is there anything else we need to say about the book? I mean, I recommend it. Yeah, what was I your favorite too. part? What was your favorite part? Oh, geez. Um, I I cracked up way too much when, when the model was all about him. because it Yeah, was, that was the funny part. It was just funny. It, it was like, he needed a W at that point. He just needed one. <laughs> he got it. The, just the line where he's like, oh, that's not my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're rubbing wood or pressing. No, or no, no. That was you didn't read it properly, Chris. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I do. No, I know what you're talking about. He's like, I only have one leg. I lost the other one in the war, and just gonna let me rub it for. He's like, that's not my leg. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, we're all in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Perks of the job, you know. Perks. Oh my goodness. Perks of being the the model's type. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and Guy even kind of like warned him ahead of time Guy, <laughs> that might happen. But oh, he was Guy, a bro. Guy he had a, a hilarious response too for a different one of the girls there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just terrible. I can't. I'm not going to say it on YouTube. <laughs> he he like goes. He's he uh, talks to to one of his assistants about what she was fantasizing about. Oh, that's right, oh, yes. <laughs> As he's he's just on the other side of the door and he hears all of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then you got... I, I, I would have to say my favorite part <laughs> is when he he's like rolling into Bastigi's office and he's like, listen, dude, oh, yeah, it was good. if you it was don't good. tell the truth, this is all coming out, whether you want it to or not. And he just... just he he opened a new one for him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun. He one. that was phenomenal the way he just like dismantled his entire persona in like mm -hmm. five minutes, and then he's like, "You're not gonna want those security guards to drag me out, man, or the, everything's coming out. I'm gonna make sure your wife talks because it does not matter for this divorce she's going through, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she wants to talk anyways. So you're screwed. <laughs> he he got him good. He got him good. And that guy was kind of a lousy person, anyways. So he wasn't that bad. He was kind of lousy. He's lousy, but he, it's not like he was like he wasn't the worst person. Weinstein. Like, no, he bad. wasn't that. Yeah, but he he did want every woman that he worked with. So there was that. But I he mean, didn't he didn't do underhanded things. <laughs> hey to get man, them, I suppose. did you see what he was probably working with? Let's just be <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah. He's a movie producer. He's he's working with models and. Mm -hmm actresses all the time I mean, come on. I mean he wasn't the, he wasn't set up like the guy in disclosure by michael Crichton. he wasn't yeah. he wasn't that <laughs> innocent no not innocent not at all but it sounds like his wife was kind of painful and she did and a a lot. <laughs> that didn't help things that's for sure but she was he was gonna leave her out on the balcony 
in the freezing cold. See, well, he wasn't abusive. He was an abusive guy. That's yeah. that's pretty much. Uh, that's the only reason funny. you find out about the argument between the the model who died and yeah. He he. You know what? He solved the murder by. <laughs> Yeah, we owe we owe the, he, you the know church. everyone owes him for solving this murder. If it wasn't for his ways, if it wasn't for the way he treats it. It never would have been solved. Isn't that sad? <laughs> like when you think about it that way, the mystery yeah. is solved because this guy was such a terrible husband. <laughs> and he didn't even commit the murder. It wasn't him, but whatever. He's, he's not even the villain of villains. He's a, he's just kind of a minor villain. A minor villain that accidentally but nobody liked service. the security yeah. guard didn't like him either because he was such a jackass <laughs> <laughs> they don't even talk to me <laughs> oh my gosh and then as he's like retelling the story he's like Cormoran's like okay and then at this point he's upstairs and you said you heard his, him running downstairs wait a second that doesn't make any <laughs> sense like that was when he first started to put the pieces together. But anyways, mm. I'm not going to keep giving away the mystery. Yeah. I like the book. The <laughs> right. But getting there still takes some effort. Yeah. You get to enjoy this story still. There's As you can tell, we all enjoyed it. Although there's no time traveling dude who steals his own dog in this one. <laughs> you can't have it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go on Goodreads. You'll laugh. I did anyways. And you go through the reviews. There's multiple people that said, where's the magic? And I'm like, bro, this ain't Harry Potter, okay? <laughs> on, on, <laughs> on Goodreads, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of jerks that just don't like, you know, detective stories and wanted J.K. Rowling to keep writing Harry Potter. That's funny. But on that note, um, we've talked about this far longer than I thought we would, but we yeah. did make it to 930 for Will. So I appreciate um, it. Next, what's the next book, uh, Andrew? It would be per, uh, Paralandra. Paralandra, and I'm looking forward to Andrew's perspective on that one. Chris it's already, it's already starting time. off a significantly better book than <laughs> Out of the Silent Planet. Yes. Good. As, it is as a better I book. I don't hate it. <laughs> and that book should be on the 27th, provided we don't have any conflicting events. But if not, we will update you guys later on what day that will be. Yeah. In the meantime, sometime between today and our next podcast, there will be a Krillcast where we rank all of our favorite entertainment for the year mm-hmm. and all of the worst. And I just recently found a song that I hate. New so Vegas will be... will be low now because I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that. We're going to be ranking entertainment and talking about C.S. Lewis again. The so. hardest the hardest thing to have to do. <laughs> As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Andrew. And uh, we'll see you on the next Printed and Pressed. Bye, guys.